Welcome to Season 5 of Talking Home Renovations with the House Maven. I'm your host, Catherine McPhail. I am an architect practicing in Massachusetts. My passion is old houses, new technologies, and sustainability. Previous seasons of this podcast have featured many vendors, subcontractors, architects, designers, covering many aspects of renovations and hiring professionals to help. In this season, I'll be focusing on collecting even more renovation stories because we can all learn from each other and I just can't resist talking to people about their houses. My guest for this episode is the owner of a property that was very much at the end of its life. Luckily for the house, Candy and Jake bought the property and have dedicated themselves to reviving it. I became aware of their project through Instagram and TikTok, where they go by Restoring 502 on each platform. I'll also have those links in the show notes. Have you ever dreamed of buying one of those old cheap houses you might have seen on the internet? Well, here's my conversation with Candy, someone who is living that dream in Missouri. You bought your house for $7,000 somehow. Yes. Uh, these days, it's just hardly it's anything. Pretty much unheard of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was a really unique situation. Um, this house wasn't actively for sale. We just, my husband and I were looking for a bigger place as our family was growing, and we knew we wanted an old house. And there really wasn't a whole lot on the market in our area, but we had noticed this house. And it was really overgrown. It, it was obviously not being lived in. And my sister actually went to the courthouse and tracked down the owners. And it just kind of led to this contacting them. And we negotiated and talked things over for about a year before we finally settled on a price and actually closed on the property. Half of the first floor had caved in. We had replaced about half of the floor joists on the first floor of this house, all new sheeting, all new structure. Mm. Um, we had to add supports under the house. So there were some major structural things that had to be addressed. And we just kind of talked it over of what they thought it was worth. And of course, they also wanted to see the house saved. And I think we kind of developed this friendship, which I still keep in very close contact with the family. And it had been in their family since night. Since 1924. Mm. And one of their brothers lived here. I think he'd probably been out of the house for maybe about five years. I could be wrong on that. And it just sat empty. And no, mm. none of the family lived here anymore. They had all moved off and gone their own separate ways. And the house was still here and was still in the family. And they really didn't know what to do with it. And it had fallen into such disrepair. It kind of came to a point is, you know, it's just going to fall down eventually. And when we contacted them to buy it, I think they were genuinely, genuinely shocked that we were really interested in it. I love that painting that you have from, was that from the man who lived there before? It was his older brother, Jack, Jack Hafer, that painted that. And yes, that has been such an inspiration for us to see, you know, what the house looked like when it was in its prime. And it, it kind of gives us a goal to focus on is we want to bring that back. He actually wrote me a letter, wrote me and Jake a letter about six months ago, uh, detailing some history that he had on the house. And we still keep in contact with him as well. Wow. Just that the dry cleaning was still in the hallway. Is that? Yeah, I thought that was really interesting when we came in. I don't know how long it had been there, but yeah, there was some dry cleaning hanging up on the in the entryway. It just really brings home the idea that we obviously people live in these houses and they're real people who have dry cleaning and they then something really changes in their lives and there sits the dry cleaning forever you know so it's kind of like a yeah know, moment in time that's, 
that's the thing with us with old houses is it's not just about the house. It's about the people who have lived here. Yeah. You know, since the house was built. And that's something that we we recognize that we have a great responsibility to not only, you know, take care of the structure, but also honor the history and the people who lived here before us. Right. Right. Speaking of which, you have a lot of information about the first owner's wife or she was the first owner, the one who put her portrait in the wall, her photo in the wall. Yes, that was quite the find. We really don't know a whole lot about that family. I, I talked to a great granddaughter, I believe, very briefly on the phone a few years ago, and she gave me some backstory, but indicated that this woman, Irene McCauley was her name, that she was very, very attached to this house and was very sad when they sold it. Mm. And I don't know, this house had a fire in 1913, so I don't know if that portrait was intentionally placed in the wall or if it had fallen into the wall Mm. when the fire broke out. Because we found so many things working and opening walls that obviously had fallen down, like from the upstairs or the attic when that fire happened. Wow. Yeah, I saw the picture of the fire, too. That was, that was, um, yeah, it's kind of alarming to see a house kind of damaged like that, right? Kind Kind of naked. I'm so amazed that this house is still standing. I know, right? And then I also read somewhere that the, the, they were trying, that previous owners had offered it to the fire department for a training. Yes, they had told me that story at one point that they weren't quite sure what to do with it. But wow. It, wow. it had been turned down because it was in too close proximity to other houses, which, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I mean, you've obviously had to do everything because it's pretty much like you're rebuilding it using... In a way, it's like a sustainability project where you're reusing a lot of the materials, but building a new house in place of the old house, it sounds like. Yes. And that's that's something my husband and I talk about a lot is, you know, we're essentially re, we're building a house. I mean, yes, the structure is here, but we've had to do all new electrical, all new plumbing. Most of the casements in the house, at least on the first floor, were so badly eaten by termites. Mm-hmm. So we're having to do all new trim and drywall. It's like it's. It's a new house within an old house, but we want it to look and feel like an old house. Right. Yeah. And then did you live in the town of the same town yes. before? So that's how you, you heard of it. But you've mentioned before cheap old houses. Seems like like an unachievable dream, kind of. But do you? I have kept up with Elizabeth and Ethan at cheap old houses for several years. And they've always, you know, Elizabeth used to share on Circa houses, the 50, 50 houses under 50K. And I would see those houses and it's like, gosh, I would love to have one of those houses and fix up. But I don't know if that would ever be attainable for me. And now I sit back so many years later and it's like, I'm actually, we're actually doing it. Yeah. Like it really isn't an impossible thing to do. Is this your first house that you have saved like this, I guess you would say? or Our first house was an old house also that needed a lot of work. It wasn't nearly as bad as this one. It did have a massive oak tree that had gone through the roof Ooh. right before we bought it. So we had to fix that. But that was kind of like the house that we got our feet wet in mm. and took on some smaller projects. And it's like we worked our way up. And even when we jumped in with this house, we were still kind of like, can we do this? Yeah. Once we once we closed on it, we walked in and we were like, I guess just take it one task at a time. And Yeah, that's the only way to look at it. Otherwise, it gets a little overwhelming. Yes. We bought it in April of 2018, and we moved in, and so our first day here was September 30th of 2021. Mm. So it was a few years before we were actually able to 
move in. And it, and it's far from finished. It was just, we got it livable. We had a functioning kitchen. We, even though it's not finished, we have a functioning kitchen, a functioning bathroom and places to sleep. And we were just kind of ready to take that next step. It's really hard to balance having one house that you live in and then working on another. And I feel like since we've moved in here, we've really like amped up the progress that we're making on this house because we live in it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy to put it off another weekend. I think if you're not, you're not actually trying to live there. So it's not as immediately necessary to fix things. So I know how you feel about that, but there was also, was it this last Christmas or the Christmas before where you had to camp out all together in the living room with the tree and everything? Because that sounded actually kind of fun and relatable. It actually was pretty fun. And that was this past Christmas, Mm. which it was such an odd situation. We had a a very drastic cold front come through. It was like in the negative 20s at night. And that's negative. I've lived here in this area most of my life. And I have never experienced a cold like that. 20 below zero. That is very, very cold. Yeah, we had one day like that this year. And the dog bowl froze in the kitchen. Here, so I can't imagine it going on for more than one day. That was really cold. Yeah. So, okay. It lasted for about three days. <laughs> oh, that's awful. So you closed off most of the house and just kind of hunkered down in the living room? Yes. We have a wood stove in our living room and that kind of isolating us to these first front couple of rooms really helped. But our first winter here, we did not have anything for heat but our wood stove. Mm. So that was a bit of a fun situation, I guess, to to navigate. We had moved in and we were planning on putting in a heating and cooling system. And we moved in in the fall of 2021. And we had a couple of companies come out and take a look. But they all gave us the same response of, you're going to be waiting for a little while due to some supply issues. They couldn't get the duct work or they couldn't get this part or that part. And so we were kind of panicked about, you know, what do we do? So we have a chimney. The chimney's in good shape. I said, let's go buy a wood stove. And that's how we heated the house Mm. our first winter here. Wow. And there were a few nights where it was pretty chilly, but overall it really wasn't too bad. But we have since installed a whole home ductless mini split system. So now are you all electric? Yes. How do you like it? I, I like it a lot. And these systems actually run really efficiently. I was a little skeptical. My husband was really insistent on them, and he had been researching them for several years. And but I'm I'm pretty impressed by them. Do you have advice for other people who who might want to do the same thing you're doing, which is bringing a very dilapidated house back to life? I always tell people it can absolutely be done, and it really has to be a passion project. It's you really have to enjoy working on your house. There are some people that say, you know, oh, I, I couldn't do that all the time. It's like, but this is actually what we enjoy doing, my husband and I both. Yeah. And if you want it bad enough and if you really calculate your, you know, how you want to go about it, it's absolutely attainable. So what do you think the key is? Just like careful planning or like you said, taking one project at a time so you don't get overwhelmed by it or what? Careful planning has been our biggest asset. Um, this is like we've said many times, this has been a very calculated endeavor. We plan things out years in advance. Okay, this year we want to do this project, this project, and this project. And we, I've actually sat down and made like spreadsheets of like, okay, here's what we can, if we budget right, we can do this project at this point and then this project at this point. 
and also making certain things a priority, like, of course, new electrical, plumbing, heat and air, you know, of course, all those things take top priority. Right. And then you kind of work down from that to, okay, now we need to think about picking finishes and budgeting for certain costs for that and price comparison and what can we salvage and what do we have to buy new? Hmm. So it just kind of trickles down to, you know, the priority of projects and how much money you need to save to do each one. If somebody were to jump in and do what we're doing, like the biggest piece of advice, even if you have inspections and go through it with a fine tooth comb, no matter what, you are always going to find more surprises. Right. And always be prepared for those surprises. Yeah. We, I mean, of course, we knew going in with this place, of course, with the price we got, it's like, it's going to need everything. Yes. But that's something that some people don't really consider is that, yes, on the surface, you have this, but once you open up walls or, you know, you crawl under the house, you know, you're going to find those surprises. They're always lurking somewhere. Right. When I was a kid, we always used to say, when you least expect it, expect it. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, exactly. I don't know what we thought we were talking about at the time, but that's that's what I feel like when I when um we're talking about these old houses. But basically just like you said, the termites were eating things. Yes. There's going to be vermin and termites. And yeah. So the sewer pipe that was exploded underneath your house, was it like a town sewer pipe that was just running under the house or what was the situation there? We had a busted pipe underneath this house. There is a line that runs through our property that the block across the street from us ties into mm. our house is the oldest house on the block. And it was just kind of like, you know, as houses built, everybody tied into the sewer line that was on our property. Mm. It's just kind of an old grandfathered in thing. And we had no running water. We had no toilets hooked up, nothing when we were working on this house. And before we bought it, it was the same way. They had no utilities hooked up, but there was a clog somewhere in the line and it made it back up and it came back up through this busted pipe that was under our house and it flooded the crawl space. Oh. It flooded. There was a small root cellar. It, it was all through the backyard. It was a huge mess. Um, yeah. Did you hire someone to help you clean that up or did you do that yourself too? We hired that one out. Yeah. That was, that would be a good one. That was more than our skill set. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Better to be left to the professionals at cleaning up a uh, yes. sewage backup. Yes. Yes, it's like, ah, I'm not going to mess around with that. Oh, man, I'm sorry about that. Is this your last house? Are you fixing this up to be yes. your, your final home? Yes, we call this our forever house that my husband has said he's not doing this ever again. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He's all, he's all, I'm not doing a whole home renovation again. I was like, yeah, I'm kind of in that boat, too. It's like, this is the house. Yeah, well, it's, a, it's an, a, just a really cute house. I think it's um I, I love the green roof and the whole just I don't know, it just looks so like home, you know, to me. It looks like home. Yeah. We've had a lot of people say that it reminds them of Anne of Green Gables. Oh, maybe that's it. Yeah. That it, that it kinda looks like Green Gables. And I never really thought of that until somebody pointed it out. And it's like, well it kinda does with the green roof. Yeah, that's true. What what year was the house built? Um, nineteen oh four. Nineteen oh four. Wow. Anything is possible if you really want it. And it's Rome isn't built in a day. That That's a big thing that we always have to remind ourselves. It's like we're so many miles ahead of where we started and we still have a long way to go. But it's okay to not 
once you get caught in that HDTV's trap of, you know, oh, well, they renovated an entire house in 30 minutes. Why isn't it done so fast? It really does yeah. take time. Yeah. And if you're dedicated no, it really to does. it and you, and you love what you do, it's a really rewarding experience. Yeah. And you're right about time passing. Before you know it, you look back and you think, wow, we've gotten, we've come so far in the last, let's say, two years, if you look at an old photo of where you were. But day to day, it just kind of feels like you're in it all the time. But there is progress yeah. being made. Yeah, it's just like a couple of weeks ago, I just, I hit a wall on working on it. And we're, right now we're doing the living room and it's all torn apart. Of course, that's like the central hangout of the house. And it's just been kind of overwhelming. And then I sat down and I went back and I looked at old pictures and it's like, okay, we're much further than I thought we were. It's like sometimes it kind of feels like you're on a hamster wheel, yeah. that you're not really making a ton of progress. But then when you go back and look at those old pictures, it's like, wow, we've really come a long way. Yeah. And it's motivating. It is. And I think it's important to remember that the TV shows, whatever TV show they are, there's a lot that goes on that we get that gets edited out. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's important to remember that. But it is a great endeavor and your house, I'm sure, is thanking you. I hope so. I hope it's happy. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I wouldn't be able to do this without you, the listener. I invite you to join me on Instagram at Talking Home Renovations, where we are building up a friendly community. Other ways to get in touch are in the show notes, including the weekly newsletter that includes photos from the episodes. It's kind of worth signing up for that. Talking Home Renovations with Alice Maven is proud to be a member of Gable Media, the most engaged AEC network on the planet. If you're into architecture, check out what the network has to offer at gablemedia.com. That is G-A-B-L-M-E-D-I-A dot com. Until next time, take it easy.